Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Hello. Well, today, guys, we have an exciting episode for you. We have Paul Reacts on as our fir- first official Zoom guest. Yes. Uh, I'm so, so excited. excited. I'm starstruck. I'm no. with you. <laughs> if you can't tell, we had like a 10-minute conversation with him before we even yeah, started we actually doing it. start recording finally. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, guys, if you don't know, Paul Reacts is a content creator. He's on TikTok. He's on YouTube. I think I first saw him on Instagram, weirdly enough. But here we are. Um, I just went through a deep dive on his TikTok and YouTube the last few days. I've I've been so excited to have him on the podcast. Um, So you can find him as Paul Reacts. Um, And he reacts to the latest music and pop culture. He's a big lover of perfume. Um, He has over 115,000 followers on TikTok. And he's based in Los Angeles at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> yes. would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more to those who don't know you yes of course so um if you don't know me i'm an absolute miley fanatic i've um definitely had my fair share of fun with my little fan mutuals definitely love all of y'all so much and um yeah i love perfume i love making you know videos on perfume and all of that stuff so <laughs> yes perfect we're so excited yeah. i'm so excited you can go ahead i talk a lot oh well i was just going to get straight into the wine because i'm just super excited that paul has joined us on our moscato we are both drinking Behringer Moscato and he's got pink Moscato over there so um you guys might be excited to find out this is nine percent which I was not expecting this seems to me from the price of it is just like a step up from barefoot (laughs) yeah it was really cheap um delicious nonetheless this is um peach scented with honeysuckle aromas like most Moscatos that we drink um as well as honeydew melon Fuji apple and ripe pear this one was chosen because it is um, in the vineyards out in California, out where Paul is. So I wanted to stay nice and close to home for him. <laughs> oh my God, that is so sweet. Literally just, a, you put so much thought just into that and it makes me feel like so warm hearted. Well, we were thinking, we're like, we're in Southern Illinois. I don't know if they have the same wine everywhere, <laughs> but you have to explain your wine because your wine's a little bit different. It's yes. Yes, so we have. What are we tasting over there? What's the alcohol percentage? Let's see the alcohol percentage on Miss Girl. I'm going to guess it's on the back. So this is, ooh, a 9.5 alcohol percentage. But she's strong. Oh, yeah. Um, The taste, she's mostly on the sweet end. Like, she barely has anything less than sweet. Like, she's definitely on the sweeter end. She's a California pink Moscato. Um, and... And yeah, she's attractive, floral, and tropical aromas highlighted by flavors of the ripe red berries. I love it. Love it. So fun. That's like reading a uh, a perfume label, isn't it? It's (laughs) difficult. (laughs) (laughs) And I do have to let you know, um, keep in mind at the end of the episode, we do have to chug what's ever left in our glass. Could I I do a re-pour? What'd you say? (laughs) Could I do a re-pour? before we do that <laughs> that's encouraged yes yeah yes. oh we yes throughout the whole episode yes. you'll hear like it sounds like someone's like kissing <laughs> we love it but it's like it's just the wine <laughs> <laughs> perfect well thank you again for joining 
Yes, we have a really good episode planned. Um, and we're just really excited to have you on. So thank you for I'm, doing uh, this with us. No, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for letting me be the first guest. Like, are you kidding me? I'm starstruck because yeah. this podcast, I listen to it in my car. I listen to it while I'm in the shower. Literally, like whenever you guys upload an episode, I'm automatically attracted. Like, I'm like, oh my God, okay. So I need to find something to do to free myself for an hour to listen to this. So yeah, this was like a dream. That is so nice. Aw, thank you. Oh my we, God, no, of course. We've definitely, it's been a roller coaster trying to figure out podcasting and editing. And if you, we always talk about like, we want to delete like our first season. Bad. <laughs> no, I love it. The first things. <laughs> The first couple of episodes, I remember um, you guys did your favorite song from each album. And that yeah. was like, oh, my God, I wanted to input on there so much because y'all have such good taste. Like both of you is just like throwing out bops after bops. And I'm like, yes, these girls are the girls that get it. Like, yes. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. So <laughs> literally. I know you've met Miley a few times. How many times have you met Miley? Do you know off the top of your head? So I've met her twice officially with photos, conversation and all. Um, one time I seen her from like five to 10 feet away, but there was a barricade and she didn't stop, but she heard me scream and she heard me panic. I know she did because she ran out of there. She was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. Um, and so officially I would say twice. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That is amazing. And the first time and second time, where were those at? The first time was 2014 Bangers Tour at Washington, D.C. Um, wow. I gave her my, uh, this stuffed corn that like, you know, like when you go to like Denny's or like a restaurant that has like the, um, like the little claw machines where you pick up, where it picks up the toys if you put in the dollar. Yeah. I spent no joke, like a hundred dollars in this machine trying to get the corn. Cause Miley just did the, we love corn only can oh corn. <laughs> So I literally spent $100 trying to get this damn corn out. Can I cuss? Can I say damn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to get this corn out and um, it ended up costing me $100, but I ended up actually giving it to her and she took photos with it for the rest of the meeting grade. So everybody else has the photos with my corn in it. So oh, every time I see them, like my impact. That's amazing. <laughs> that's worth it. <laughs> oh it my really God, was. that's awesome. That was the first time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the second time. So that is a story I actually never told before. So you guys are definitely getting the tea on that. Oh my gosh. You don't have, if you haven't told, if you don't want to, you don't have to. No, I was waiting for a special moment and this is special okay. enough. This is definitely special. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. So it was a couple of days after I seen her at Bottle Rock and I had post-concert depression and I literally did not want to get out of bed. But something told me to go with my friends. My friends really love Billie Eilish. Like they are completely obsessed. My husband's obsessed with Billie. So we kind of knew where she was going to be rehearsing at. And a couple of our friends met her a couple of days before that. So we were like, okay, let's give it a try. Let's just like give it a try and see. And everyone goes there. Everyone in LA kind of knows the place to for Justin Bieber, Miley, um, Megan Thee Stallion, you know. So it's kind of popular. So me and my friends were like, okay, let's just go. We'll see if Billy's there. So we're there for like 15 or 20 minutes and nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. I'm like, okay, could we just leave? Like, I'm tired. It's like four, like four or 5 PM. And I'm like, I need to go home. I'm, I'm done with this day. And we waited there for a long, well, I would say we waited there for a long time, but I'm not exactly sure because my memory is probably so messed up because of how like traumatizing, but in a good way it was like truly, um, 
I end up going to my car to get my Hannah Montana bag because I wanted to get my uh, herbal refreshments that were inside of it. And as I was walking, my friends text me and they're like, come back, come back. And I'm like, well, why? What happened? And they're like, we think that was Miley that pulled in because it's like a garage and the garage gate opens and closes. So it opened and then they seen a girl in a black Tesla pull up and like, they were like, oh my God, we think that's Miley. And I'm like, ain't no way. Like, I do not believe it at all. This is not happening to me because the thing, if, if, um, if I went to directly see Miley and if I knew Miley was going to be there, bitch, I would have been in such a cuter outfit. Like I was wearing a plain black shirt and some ugly ass green shorts. Okay. I would have been in such a cuter outfit. I would have stunted. I did not know that I was meeting Miley or taking any sort of photos. The only thing I had on me was the Hannah Montana bag. And I had that on me out of pure, like, cause I needed my herbal refreshments, not because I thought I was going to meet Miley. Everyone constantly thinks like I, I brought, no, that's just like my bag I bring with me, which is so embarrassing, but I had luck that day to bring it. Um, so I wait around like 20 or 30 minutes and I'm like pasting back and forth on that one street. Cause it's on like a super popular street in, in Burbank, California. So I'm pacing back and forth. And then I see someone who looks like one of one of the people who work with Miley. I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, I see them pull out and I'm like, okay, that's them. Like I recognize them so much. That's definitely Miley. So now I'm like panicking and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here for five more minutes. If she doesn't come out, that's it. I'm leaving because the next couple of days she was going to go on um, what she was going on, like a talk show or something in that aspect. uh, And she was going to be performing. So she had to rehearse. I think it was for Metallica. Nothing else matters. I believe that performance. Um, So I, I'm on one end where I think she might exit And then like a block away, my friends are on the other end where she entered, which she could also exit. But I'm thinking like, okay, I'm convinced that she's going to exit on the other side, which is like a block away. (sighs) All I hear is my friends screaming on top of their lungs, Miley, Miley, please stop my best friend, my best friend. I no lie, run there like full force. And like, I'm trying to run there, but not freak her out at the same time. Like, I'm not trying to like run towards the car and like scare her, but like, I'm trying to get there as fast as possible. And she knows like, I automatically, like, I'm literally crying. Like, my eyes are literally in tears as I'm walking up to her. And I'm like, Miley, like, oh, my God. And I was completely gagged. Like, I, I there was, like, a three-minute conversation of me and her. My friends recorded it, and I haven't watched it since. Like, I literally do not watch it because I'm like, I'll watch it one day when I'm, like, emotionally distraught, and that'll be, like, my mood brightener. But I had, like, a three-minute conversation with her. I told her about the Jimmy Fallon thing, which I was on, or yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Um, I told her how I completely flopped (laughs) and the reason why I flopped so hard. And she said that it happens to all of us because I told her about, you know, I um, did some herbal refreshments before the show thinking it would make me less nervous. Actually, it just made me brain dumb. Like I literally couldn't even think of a word. I was saying literally such messed up, fucked up things. And there was so much more of the segment. Like y'all don't even know. There was so much more of the segment that wasn't released. Me and Miley had like a five minute conversation about marijuana And I guess they don't want that on like national television. So that's why they didn't air it. But my husband recorded like he he was on the side of me and he was recording. It was like a 17 minute thing that actually happened. And they only aired like five to seven or eight minutes of it. Um, But yeah, I told her, I was like, I'm so sorry that I completely bombed that. Like I'm literally such a flop, but I was, you know, under the influence thinking that it would make me less calm when it made me more nervous. And then she said that it happened to all of us and that's really all, all I could remember yeah. from that moment besides telling her like she's yeah, my we're probably just so like invested in the moment that yeah I can't even imagine I, I can't 
I was going to ask you about the the Jimmy Kimmel thing because I was re-watching that today because I'm pretty sure that's the first time I really recognized who you were because I feel like I had you on socials and then I was watching this clip and I was like, that guy looks so familiar. And then I was like, oh, it's the same guy. And I was <laughs> like, that is nuts. And I want to I wanna read you on YouTube the video description of it. A Miley obsessed 20 year old named Paul from Los Angeles goes head to head with Miley Cyrus herself to find out who knows more about her in a game called Who Knows Miley. And let me just say, I don't think you flopped that no. at all. She, I mean, she didn't know the answers to the questions either. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, and plus, you know how nervous, like I would have been so nervous. I probably would have done the same thing. And here, not to like cut you off, but they did not tell me that I was going to be speaking with Miley. I was convinced that I was going to be speaking with, and they told me that it's going to be a fan versus fan opportunity. So I was convinced that I'm going to be up against another fan. And I kind of had an idea of who the fan was going to be. So I was like, okay, if that's that, that's just fun. Like, that's just like a good time. Like That's all it is. Like, I had no call that I was going to be talking to Miley two minutes before they said, okay, we're about to do broadcast. He was like, not to freak you out, but you're about to be on national television with Miley Cyrus. And I was like, you're kidding. You're kidding. I actually, and that's why I like, if I knew that I wouldn't have, like herbal refresh like I wouldn't have smoked of course because then that like that's crazy um but I was completely tricked and plus not to mention like not to like whatever but um their questions that they asked me were a little bit crazy um were and there was one question that they asked me that I'm so embarrassed of because my smile and my reaction afterwards I was like "Eh!" because I thought I got it right but like I so fucked up was the one about like the billboard top 200s albums and like I totally thought I got it right and Miley's face was so disappointed like I felt so bad for Ms. Girl like I would have got off that zoom call and been like do not air this episode like please cancel um so I I had to apologize I literally when I apologized to Miley she said yes we love what she said she said like yes we love a flop or like something something in that aspect and I was just like yeah we Does do she remember you and she had to have from that yes yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess I don't think it's a bad thing I wouldn't I wouldn't beat yourself up over it that's like that's wild awesome that's just a great story yes. oh my god did you have to audition to do that how were you chosen so they from what I heard the tea was is that they sent out like 10 to 15 dms to Miley fans in the U.S. like it had to be a U.S. only but you couldn't apply for it. You kind of had to get like chosen on Twitter. And it was by this guy. I'm not going to say, let's just say his name was like Michael. So you would get this DM from Michael and he would say, Hey, would you like to be on uh, Jimmy Kimmel with Miley? We would like to offer you a position to be on Jimmy Kimmel with Miley Cyrus. Um, would you like to, would, would you be interested in joining or being on it? So instantly I said, yes, it will like within two seconds of receiving the DM. Um mm-hmm. But I heard that they reached out to like 10 to 15 different people. There was a bunch of people after the episode aired that was like on Twitter and not to throw any shade, but they were like saying how they could have done better. And I'm like, girl, if you was in front of Miley on national television with millions of people watching, I don't think you could have done any better, any worse than I did. Um, And that's just that. But there was like 15 people that could have, I'm more than sure, like was supposed to do it and they chose me the only reason why they chose me was because i was in california and i'm literally 10 minutes away from the studio where they film so they brought like a whole um recording system from i think it's like nbc or whatever it is they brought a whole recording system to my house and set it up for me so i had you know the whole giggy the whole gig but 
if someone from let's just say like Maryland or someone from Illinois, it would be really hard to ship that that you know to have the laden shipped, to have the camera shipped, because um, it was really big, like a humongous box that they brought to me, and they brought it via car. Like I met the guy, um, but after all, you know, after I gave them back all their stuff, because it was like the next day or like two days later, they came back to pick up all the equipment. The guy actually gave me Miley's razor and hairbrush that she mentioned inside. <laughs> yes. And I was like, son, I was like, wait, is this actually hers? And I checked back and I looked, looked at the video and I was like, wait, oh my God, she actually, this is actually her hairbrush. It was like a, a leopard or zebra hairbrush. I was gagged. Um, but yeah, getting picked was, it, it honestly really was just because I was in Los Angeles. And I literally said that like Which to the right. fans who didn't get picked, like I apologize. Like I took a opportunity away from you because you didn't get picked and I got picked. But at the end of the day, it was because I know for a fact it was truly because I was in LA and it was just easier on Darren, not because of like a superior fan moment yeah. or like, you know, something to me being yeah. better. Cause that's what I kind of felt. Cause there was this, I'm not going to go into that to you, but like there was a couple of people that were a little bit better and I felt horrible. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm literally losing like quote unquote friendships because I like, you know, made a flop appearance on TV with my fave. And it's, it was hard emotionally. Do you know what? I actually deleted Twitter after that. Like I went in and I was like, I'm not able to do this. If you could, you can't, my Twitter account is still there, but I don't have the password to it. And like, I'm logged out. Um, But I have not been on Twitter since the whole thing happened because it was very, not only was it like my own timeline not knowing that like I followed them or like they followed me but like not only was my timeline just full of things of like making fun of me and jokes which is like yeah I could take it like cold I could take it like funny until it's like a little more cold-hearted and it's a little more like you know intense so I was just like okay maybe it's the best to stay away and whenever do you know what whenever I get into like beef with someone they always mention they're like didn't you flop with Miley on tv and I'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh okay listen I first of all I remember when that thing happened on Twitter because I remember you were on Twitter a lot and then all of a sudden you disappeared I was like what happened yeah I didn't know it was because of that and also fuck those people that are there's a like you said there's a difference between joking and then there's like okay you're actually just like wasting your energy hating on this like yeah right I I don't know. It's just like, at the end of the day, you can be like, look, I did that and you didn't. And the reason why was because random, there was not a superior thing. I mean. Yeah. I mean, you just said there was no auditions. Like, yeah, it's just the luck of the draw, really. It really was. Like, it it really was the luck of the draw. And it was, of course, if I could go back, I would either not (laughs) do what I did beforehand and, you know, try and have a stable mind to go ahead and fully you know play it and to to try and like quote unquote win but if you've watched half of those um like Katy Perry did one with another fan and like the fan kind of went hard like the fan kind of did win most of the challenges but everyone in the comments was still hating on her so like whenever you're on a humongous platform like that you're gonna get hated on no matter what like that's just the end of it but me I was too sensitive I was like I can't handle this right now I have (laughs) like so like especially on TikTok, like TikTok was really like TikTok is really cutthroat. Like with their comments, TikTok does not care. Like they will comment whatever, whatever they want, whenever they want. So whenever I see those comments, I'm like, ah. No, I mean, still kudos to you. I enjoyed it. I didn't, first of all, the questions, how many tattoos does she have? What the fuck? She doesn't know that. I don't even know that. And it changes fucking like every week. I know. (laughs) She she gets a new tattoo like all the time. (laughs) 
exactly and when she was with like wayne and all of that she was like doing home tattoos so like who knows if she still has a home tattoo where she does it herself right we exactly. were just talking on the last episode like do you think she gets creeped out like what if you did know that answer like let, like what would miley think of that <laughs> you can't win no no and if you do like if you do win everyone's gonna be like okay so you actually are a weirdo like you actually are a stalker because like who's gonna remember that no I do want to say, I was looking at the comments of that video and the the most liked one, I'm sure you've looked, the most liked one is the fan is the person, this fan is the personification of TikTok. And someone replied and said, it's called Stan Twitter culture, not TikTok. Literally. <laughs> like Stan, Stan Twitter came before TikTok. Literally. No, I seen that comment and I was like, okay, kind of love that. That's kind of great because yeah. it's... <sighs> I was doing TikTok for a while. I've been doing YouTube for a while. So I guess when I'm put under pressure in front of a camera, the only way I know how to act, which like is so crazy, but the only way I know how to act is as if I'm filming something or if I'm going to have the opportunity to edit it and to like, you know, so I kind of go into like a defense mechanism when I get nervous when I'm on camera. So I kind of like go into like, okay, I'm filming on set, which I used to do, I would do YouTube like, four days out of the week I was filming editing and uploading I completely stopped I deleted all my videos that are not like extremely popular because some videos kind of got some views and I was like I'll leave those as is um but yeah I, I doing YouTube is really hard it's like not not easy at all um how did I get into the I'm I, I'm feeling this wine y'all because I'm thinking like how did I get into the topic <laughs> I'm out of mine I just poured me another glass Oh my gosh, Becky, how did we already finish? That's kind of crazy. I don't think we've ever finished a bottle of wine that quick. Really? Also, I get nervous. When I get nervous, I blotch out, as you can see. So you know what? If I, if I, I should have wore a fucking turtleneck. If I was on that, if I was on Jimmy Kimmel, I, like my whole throat would have been red. And then they would have thought I was having like an allergic reaction. So yeah you look great <laughs> you did you did no. sorry about that at all <laughs> I love anyway, you guys I think we we're just about to get started on to talk about how you get how you kind of got started on TikTok and how your journey's been with that and you're kind of in the you're in the fragrance niche over there so tell us something yes. about that um so fragrances as weird as it sounds I didn't take it into like okay my account is going to be fully based on fragrances until like the last couple of months. But when I first started TikTok, I was just basing it off of like, okay, do some research, see what could get you viral. And then it was like, there's these things that are like kind of proven where it's like a seven second audio or seven second audio with like text on the screen, you're guaranteed to go viral, which is like 50% true if it reaches to the right audience. So I did a lot of those at first and then like some Ariana Grande content, which is like always going viral. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, my TikTok journey started off really slow at first. It, it was like the first two months of me posting on TikTok. I wouldn't get any likes or any views at all. Like I, I think I had like 200 followers, which was mostly, mostly just like mutual friends or like random people who just started to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, after some time, I think I had one video go viral, which had like 3000, 300,000 views, which was at the time was like, oh my God, that's absolutely insane. Months leading on to that, um, I have definitely gained more and more. And it's been it's been a really fun journey. But what people don't understand is like, if you have 150,000 followers on Instagram or 150,000 subscribers on YouTube, 
then it's like, okay, you're popping. You're that girl. You did it. Like you're famous on TikTok. It really is about luck and strategy with followers and with building a community and all of that. Like some people, me personally, I feel like it was out of luck because when a video goes viral, I'm like, wait, that video went viral. Like really? Like I'd never intend for a video to go viral. I just intend for it to be like what, what I'd want it to be. You, you know what I mean? Like, of course I want it to go viral, but it's not my first thought is like, okay, this is going viral. I know it. Like yeah. it's, I always have the same assumption of like, okay, four to 5,000 views. I'm not mad at that because that's kind of like what's average if a video doesn't go viral on TikTok. Um, but yeah, TikTok has been fun. It's been a nice opportunity. I've gotten so many brand deals and, you know, per, like perfume companies that I love that like I spend hundreds of dollars on have reached out to me to like promote their product or to like review this fragrance. And that's something that was like, I, I was like 12 years old watching beauty gurus do that shit with like makeup products. And I'm like, I want to do that. Like, hello. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the fun of it. TikTok is definitely fun. I love, I love the app. I feel like it's so easy to express yourself on there and to be yourself. And however, it's super cutthroat and like, you have to make sure that you are always politically correct on TikTok because those hate comments will come in strong. Um, I think that if you invest time and energy and you want to be a creator and you feel like TikTok could be your niche, because a lot of people have niches where it's like they want to do YouTube or they want to do, um, you know, Instagram, be an Instagram model, a YouTuber or a TikToker. And all of those are pretty hard, but um, TikTok is probably the easiest one out of all of those to gain followers and to build up a fan base. So that's been, it's been really nice to have like random people out of nowhere come up to me and they're like, oh my God, you're Paul Reacts. Like I watch you on TikTok or I follow you on TikTok. I'm like, that's crazy. Cause like, I'm a nobody. I really am a nobody. My life has not changed since I gotten followers. Like, I don't want people to think like, especially people that I know that are going to like hear this and watch this. It's so crazy. Cause I know that this is some insight. I don't talk about this at all. So I love speaking about this with y'all. Um, yeah, no, I literally, life has not changed. Like you don't get a big paycheck from doing TikTok. You don't get much out of it besides comments and interactions like that's literally all you get the the creator fund is completely um like crazy right now there's over like 20 billion users or 20 million i don't know how much it goes but the creator fund barely has any money left inside of it to pay out their creators so they're paying out literal pennies and cents to these creators that are getting five and six million views on their video yeah it's a little bit crazy um but yeah that's that's Sorry for going on so long. Oh my God. I literally just realized that I'm like totally rambling. I'm so sorry. What the hell? I love the conversation. So, <laughs> okay. Well, um, if I ever ramble too much, don't be afraid to be like, Paul, let me talk. <laughs> I ramble a lot and Becky has to tell me that. <laughs> oh my God. Even when we're not recording, even just living together. <laughs> you guys moved in together? We, yeah, we, we lived together. Congratulations. That is so awesome. It makes it easier for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll get back into it. Okay. So, um, Paul, have you, are you familiar with our seven things segment? I am. Well, we were hoping that we could get into another seven things segment with you. Hoping you can drive this one with seven, um, of your favorite fragrances or seven things to know about fragrances. Take it where you'd want it. Let's get into it. You have the steering wheel. Yes. Okay. So we're going to put this bitch in drive. Um, I already chose out my top seven fragrances uh, that I wanted to share with y'all. So let's go ahead and start with the first one being 
Gucci Gorgeous Gardenia or Gucci Flora Gorgeous Gardenia, which of course the fragrance that Miley is the model for. It's such an iconic fragrance. It was originally released in 2013 or 12, 2012. Um, I'm completely obsessed with this fragrance. Love the bottle. So fresh. Um, worth it because I I really wanted it for Christmas um and I really thought I was gonna get it and I did it <laughs> no or look at like a straight clown on Christmas morning she sent me a snap and she's like I didn't get it I was like oh <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm not ungrateful I am I'm so thankful for everything that I did get but I'm just wondering is it worth my <laughs> personally I would invest into it because Gucci has some good fragrances they last really long on the skin if you are more newer to fragrances and if um if you haven't experimented much with fragrances i would totally recommend this as like a first good investment because it is expensive it's around like 85 bucks for the one millimeter which is so tiny like literally one millimeter will not last you very long especially if you're like a heavy sprayer um but no i love it it lasts so so long on the skin and plus this has been a favorite fragrance of mine for a while so when i found out that miley was just redoing the bottle and having like a cute ass photo shoot i was like okay definitely a must love it oh yeah absolutely um and then my second favorite is a really popular fragrance in the fragrance community it is baccarat rouge 540 um, everyone kind of knows what this is. It's a little bit of a classic girl, a little basic because people have declared it to smell just like cloud by Ariana Grande, um, which is actually my, <laughs> sorry, I'm running through this so quickly, but this oh. is actually my third pick, which is cloud by Ariana Grande because it does smell really similar. Um, it has similar notes, but at the same time, Baccarat Rouge 540 is almost a $300 bottle and this is only $65. So I pick up this way more than I pick up uh, Baccarat Rouge 540. So that's for sure. Um, And then my number... Shattered. (laughs) I'll grab that in one second. Uh, My number four is Billie Eilish uh, by Eilish. Yeah, she released this fragrance like last month or two months ago, and it's a game changer, honestly. It's super vanilla, super sweet, but at the same time, it's not like an overly sweet scent. It's a warm, sweet vanilla, like a vanilla tonka bean. Um, It's kind of hard to describe, but I love the bottle too. Like that is just... Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that's interesting. Oh yeah, no, the bottle is that girl. Um, the one that I just, the one that just fell was my number five. It's called Summer Festivals by Escada, but that's the fragrance that I wore to see Miley at Napple. So it's like there's barely anything left because I sprayed the entire bottle on me. But every time I smell it, I, it reminds me of Miley, and I'm like, okay, I love this fragrance literally so much. But it's such a cute bottle too. It just, it just exploded on the floor. So we'll get back to that momentarily. Oh. <laughs> um, and then. Angel Goddess by Maglare. Rest in peace, Maglare. He is such a fantastic designer. I had to throw this in because he's done some of Miley's recent like Midnight Sky uh, photo wow. shoot and then the VMAs. And those are just absolutely iconic. This was the last fragrance he released before he passed away. So I had to throw that in there because it really is such a beautiful fragrance. And then, sorry, this has taken so long, but the last one is um, Bitch Please by Confessions of a Rebel. And the name is not just the only sickening thing about this fragrance. It is actually like probably one of my favorite fragrances right now on the market. It's creamy. It has berries. It's delicious. 
it makes you smell like like you could tell that it's a really luxurious rich bitch fragrance i got it gifted to me um but it's not like overly powering it's not like musky it doesn't have any type of um like over floral scents if you know what i mean um but besides that yeah that that is my seven things segment for today i'm so sorry that a bottle of perfume broke no it's all good it's everything is replaceable we're fine (laughs) okay well that's nice though because i don't know much about perfume yeah i'm trying to get more into it so question for you which before i want to say that watching your tiktok of you reorganizing your um fragrance collection um gave me some validation because you have all of those bath and body fragrances and I thought that those would look be looked down upon because that's all I have and I felt like I was just yeah so I'm glad for that no bath and body works we love bath and body works in this household we stand bath and body works because let me tell you something the semi-annual sale at the end of Christmas or at the end of summertime those candles are $6.99. The body care is $3.50. Body spray, like you cannot go wrong with that. Now, if I'm buying it full price, of course, I'm going to be like, okay, this body spray doesn't last long on my skin. But at the same time, it's like, if you're buying it for $3.50 and you're buying like hundreds of them, who cares? Oh like it's, it, it, Bath and Body Works is that girl. I love Bath and Body Works. I'm an avid Bath and Body Works shopper. Good. Glad to hear that. Cause I've been, that's all I wear. And I'm like, you know, I really need like an adult fragrance. And so I want to know, since you have all of those behind you, do you believe in people having like a signature scent or do you think that people should like rotate them around? I love that question so much. Um, yeah, I'm personally, I think that having a signature scent is iconic. If you are okay with having one or two fragrances because you could kind of base your signature scent on those and just constantly repurchase those. Me, I get really bored. So I'll have a signature scent for like six months. And then after that, it'll change into something new that I'm completely obsessed with. Um, I, I personally believe it's easier to rotate than it is to have a signature scent because that could be really expensive. Let's say if you choose like a, a $200 bottle of perfume to be your signature scent, but you want to smell like it every day now you're spending $200 almost every two to three weeks on a fragrance that, you know, you could, you could do other things with that. And especially how I see it is like, I have so many fragrances that like, I never run out because I'm always using something different, which is like really nice. Of course, I think that's just like the hoarder, like OCD and me telling me like, it's okay, buy more. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I definitely have a rotation within like a week of what I think I'm going to wear. Like I'll pick out a rotation and pick out like five or six fragrances and be like, okay, I want to wear this this week. I haven't worn these. Or if like I've worn a fragrance too much recently, I'll put it like in the back and I'll be like, okay, I'll look at that another time. So I don't get sick of it. Cause my nose, I get so sick of fragrances so easily. Like it could turn super sour to me and I will never smell it the same again. Wow. I love that. That's cool. No, I like that you can base your like scent off of what you're feeling that day. Oh Yeah. I know, like, it's like how Miley's style and music changes so often. Is that how you feel that you feel with your scents? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Hello. I'm, I'm definitely in my campy tamed era right now with scents. Definitely. We talk like that all the time. I One time I went to the bar and I wore this, like, floral dress. Like, who is she? I always wear, like, I'm always plastic cards. Era. Always. Always. <gasps> and I went, yes. And she's more. Younger now. I feel like she's more younger now era. 
I'm more plastic hearts. And one time I went to the bar and I was younger now, era. And I said, who is she? She's Beth, like that. Beth's younger now. She's oh. going through her younger it now. Malibu. It was more like Malibu almost. Yeah, it was. But you know, like that beginning of younger oh, now. Yes, yeah. Yes. So we, we like to say that in our everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, I have to ask you. When did you start becoming a Miley Cyrus fan? What is one of your earliest memories of being like, I need, I need this bitch. I need this bitch in my life for life. Honestly, the full T. Um, the first season of Hannah Montana came out in like 2006. And I remember I went to my grandma's house and my two cousins was watching it on the really big TV. And I was looking at this and I was like, what the fuck is this show? Like I was like five years old or six years old at the time. And I was like, what is this show? Like this show looks corny. And he was like, no, just watch it. It's so good. So we watched like three episodes of it. And then I went to my cousin's house and she had a Hannah Montana poster up and a Miley Cyrus poster. So I was like, oh my God, could I have one? So you know how like J14 and like Bop Magazine had those like pull out posters? She gave me one of the Hannah Montana, Me Miley Cyrus album cover of Miley. Like it was her in the, the pink, you know, the white uh, white background, pink and black. Um, and yeah. she was like that. I was totally obsessed. So I had one poster and from there, I started to watch Hannah Montana religiously. So I was like six or seven years old, which is like really crazy to think about standing or like loving someone and standing someone since that age. Literally most of my life, I've been obsessed with this woman, which is like ridiculous to think about. But yeah, no, it's literally been since I was like six or seven years old. Wow. Yeah. No, I think we can relate for sure. <laughs> Along with all of Miley's fans almost. I, I mean... I there's a picture of me going to that Hannah Montana Best of Both Worlds concert in 2008 and let me tell you I was the ugliest child I had a bowl cut bangs wire-framed glasses like the cheapest wire-framed glasses and I have a gap now my gap was bigger like I could literally fit like a fucking two toothpicks in it and literally threw this ratty ass fucking Hannah Montana wig on and I have a photo of it and I saw I saw your photo of you at your first concert, and I was like, I relate to this man because we have the same vibe going on. Really? I was just about to say that. I was like, I hope you've seen that photo of me at my first Miley show because oh my god, literally the same exact vibe. And I had my bolo- bo- binoculars. I don't know how to pronounce it. Binoculars. How do you say that? Yeah. Binoculars. Yeah. Yes. So I had those on. And like, cause I was so far in the back, I was like six or seven years old. So my dad just bought them, bought me like the cheapest tickets and just said, okay, go in. Um, yep. And I, I was enjoying my entire, that was literally life. Like I rem- I still remember it till today. Like when Miley came on stage after she went back as like Hannah Montana and she came back as Miley. I still remember that clear as day. And it was like, if you was one of the girls who was able to see the best of boat worlds tour, like you should be like constant. What, what is it called? Like, um, uh, like, uh, you should get money like you should be like what is it called like when like you know when you see those commercials and if you took in the if you've took in this pill within five or six months you are now responsible for like what what like <laughs> constipation or something yeah no i know what you- <laughs> for real we fucking deserve the the, the senior discount. Like, yes. literally, can we please get the senior discount? Spots at Walmart. Yeah, like I need a fucking. <laughs> at the Miley store, jeez. Yeah, or like pre-sale for her code. Like, if you have proof that you went to like the best of both worlds tour. Yeah, that photo. <laughs> like, I did not look busted. 
in 2008, <laughs> looking like Harry Potter with the ratty Hannah Montana wig on, to not to not get recognized. <laughs> literally. No, absolutely, literally. Oh my gosh, this wine is hitting me. Like when I drink, I my remember. face gets so rosy. Like same. I just remembered that it's nine percent. <laughs> yeah, and we're fucking we're drinking it like it's fucking water. Okay. I think what we can go into now is some of Miley's recent news. So every episode, we try to kind of hint on this, touch on this a little bit. Yes. Um, we ha- we recorded like a week ago. So there hasn't been much that's happened. I know she's been kind of on the DL a little bit. I think she's re-recording or she's recording music. Um, she's getting shit ready for the new era. Yes. Did you see today that she did a photo shoot with someone she's been doing a photo shoot since she was 16? I with. know. His name is Brian Bow- Bowen Smith. I don't know if it's Bowen or Bowen. One of those. We're really good at pronunciation here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Bowen or Bowen. Um, but I don't know if you've seen like some of the work he's done, but he did a lot of stuff in her like Can't Be Tamed era, uh, Bangers era. She did stuff when she was like 16 with him. Um, Crazy. She did Younger Now stuff. She um, loves like finding someone good and holding on to them, like I her band. Know. You know, her band, she has had the same, almost the same exact band since literally I saw her the first time, like since 2007. No, literally like since Hannah Montana, she has kept with the same band. And was it like the same backup dancers? I don't think she's had backup dancers for a while now because of like, she hasn't been on like a major tour, but she had the same backup dancers that she did for uh, Hannah Montana, best of all worlds tour for bangers tour, which was crazy because people was pointing it out and they were like, okay, this girl was this girl's been with Miley since absolutely forever. So Miley, you are 100% right when you say Miley finds someone and just sticks with it and doesn't look back because whoever Miley works with, she has a really long history of working with them. Yeah, they're good. Right. Which also proves to like the genuine connections that she, that she makes. I know like Viat, like him and Miley's photography that they've done together in his book and all of that, like Miley and him has been friends. Do you guys remember when Miley went to that club in London called Gay, the G-A-Y club? God. That's she who she served, was with. Yes, she like, served some of her best looks there. Truly, literally like raunchy, sexy, sophisticated. Like that was like, I feel was like the true time that I seen Miley. And I was like, oh my God, she's changing. I'm like, I'm so obsessed. Like this was a little oh. bit after Can't Be Tamed. So her being like, I feel like this was right when Disney got canceled like or when Hannah Montana got like ended so she was like okay I'm fully able to do what I want she went to that club and I was like oh my god literally I wasn't out of the club I was so young I wasn't out of the closet yet and I was like oh my god serve like what the hell you're like yeah like literally okay I just remember that era for being like a tumblr girl I remember tumblr I'd get on tumblr all the time and everybody was obsessed with her looks during that it was like 2011 to 2012 that was like her tumblr girl aesthetic era Oh my God, that was was such a good aesthetic, such a good air. I remember she would have like, almost every outfit was like jean shorts, a really cute tank top and like a flannel tied behind their flannel tied on her waist with boots, a bun. Like that really was like, she changed the fashion industry for sure. And she even changed, you guys were just talking about this, but um, she she changed her, uh, like the hair game so much. Pink did do her hair, but that was like pink signature for a while. So when Miley did it, it was like, a really fresh take in the industry didn't even compare like there was some comparisons to pink when she had like the really updo like when miley went to like the vmas and she had the really updo not was it the vmas i don't remember what it was 
there were some comparisons to her and Pink, but realistically, Miley was one of the first to do it with any of these girls in a really long time. So that was like, so I, when you guys said that, I was like, yeah, that's literally iconic. And so many people has went on to, you know, shave their heads, cut their hair. And now Miley paved the way because now when people do it, it's not looked at as crazy or groundbreaking. It's not going to break the news anymore. When Miley did it, it was absolutely crazy. So she literally paved the way. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. No, I agree. Like you're literally spilling everything. I always think every time someone does something now, like especially Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo, when she does, does things now, everyone's like, wow like she's only 17 i'm like bitch fucking miley was only 14 when she really see you again like you know what i mean hello (laughs) maybe 13 i'm just like that's not that impressive to me because i'm like we've already been there done that like i agree i do like her but it's not like what it's not this groundbreaking thing that some people think because i mean miley like almost didn't get away with it but all like this, like Olivia Rodrigo is currently on Disney Channel. I've talked about this a million times. Yeah. Like, on Disney Channel, dropping the F bomb in her songs. Nobody cares. And Miley, like, literally was holding on to a pole. Mask. Yeah, holding on to a pole at the Yeah, she lost Hotel, Trans- Tran- Hotel Transylvania because of the picture for uh, Liam's birthday with the, the, the birthday cake. I don't know if I could say the word, but yeah, the birthday cake that you had for Liam's birthday. We might be it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely explicit. Um, but yeah, she got kicked off of that because of it, which is, and then Selena Gomez got added to the role. And I was just like, oh my God, the agony of it all. Like, how are you trying to, like, they wanted to make Miley fans versus Selena fans. Like they really tried. Doing that since the start. Little do they know we're keeping an eye out for Jonas. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Please. And the, the episode that uh, Selena was in with Miley. Hello. They're literally fighting in the episode. Like they set us up as children to aim these women against each other. <laughs> so true. Dude, I was really, I'm like a Selena Gomez fan now, but like back in the day, it was like cutthroat. Like you were either on this side or you were either on that side. Yes. Literally the same, literally the same. And I'm like, oh, you stand Selena? Like, okay, like, well, and honestly, I did that through the bangers arrows. Oh my god, well, it was like that for a while. It it was too long. Listen, but do you know why Selena? Like, I do love Selena Gomez, and I say I'll say this like always I love Selena, but her fans are just um, me and her fans don't get along, and it's because truly, because um, as a Miley fan, I'm not saying that there should be any competition. The girls, the beef is stale. Like the girls already made up. You know, there's nothing going on anymore. The beef is completely yeah. stale. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's more of like a comedic thing that fans do. That like I find it so funny, like making fun of like certain artists. It's it's funny, but when you do it like out in the public, people will definitely take offense to it. So it's like I learned it the hard way because I was doing like Selena mm-hmm. Gomez reaction videos. And I would kind of say like mean things, but as a joke, because I thought it was funny. And I thought like, oh my God, I'm being funny. Like everyone's going to think I'm funny. No, like they definitely took what I was saying very serious. I received multiple debt threats. So I know now that her fans are definitely no joke. Selena has some strong, strong fans. Um, But yeah, I, yeah, (laughs) yes. We only have one more little segment left. Yes. So we're going to do our top pick. Yeah, we're, we're going this to is a new segment. A new segment for us. Okay. And who better to ring it in with than Paul? It's true. I love you guys. It's true. Well, I <laughs> love you. We're obsessed. 
it's fine. I was telling my boyfriend today, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I said, tonight's my interview with, with Paul Reacts. And, and he's like, cause he doesn't get on the internet or social media at all. Like he comes he's like, who the fuck is that? He's like who? And I said, I said, remember I showed you that video of him on Jimmy Kimmel? Like, you know, he's like a, a creator and he's like, oh, that's cool. That's exciting. Like he's super supportive too. I but. showed my mom and she's like, my daughter's going to be famous. <laughs> because no. of you guys my husband knows how much i love y'all's podcast so much like he knows that like i always listen to it while i'm in the car like he'll fall asleep while i'm listening to the podcast on like super long drives and i'm like listening to it for like hours or like when i'm whenever i'm in the shower like he he knows so when i told him i was like oh my god i just got invited to go on miley moscato and more like you're actually kidding me he was like no way that is so fun he congratulated me immediately so i was like yeah this is automatically so fun i'm like that emoji in person the one that's like Literally. That's how I feel right now. I'm Literally. I'm this one. I'm like always though. I'm always given, and it's because I'm a Miley fan. Oh, because yeah. I got brought up from her. She oh. raised me. Bangers era definitely like emotionally raised so much of us because I feel like before bangers it was can't be tamed or the time of our lives, which is definitely a little more younger, but like. You know, there's still a lot of bops on can't be tamed. Can't be tamed is personally my favorite album. So really. I think- Oh yeah, can't be tamed. And then my favorite song has to be either Robot. Like I actually have Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Wait, what do I have tattooed? Oh, I have unholy tattoos. I thought I had robot tattooed. I don't have robot tattooed yet. I need a tattoo. Yeah. I, I need a Miley tattoo now. Oh, I showed her my tattoos when I seen her and she really like that was one thing that I wanted to show her so bad was my tattoos. Cause I have one on my leg where it's just like the happy hippie, um like happy hippie emoji. And I was like, that foundation means so much to me. I donated so much when I was younger. Like I was literally 17, like donating like 20 bucks, trying to do whatever I could to like donate. And I was still in the closet at the time. So like when I would donate, like I would lie to my mom and dad and just be like, it's like Miley's foundation for like dogs. Like I wouldn't tell them that it's for like the LGBT, obviously, because I wasn't out of the closet. I didn't want them to get any like assumptions. Um, so yeah, no, I, I got that tattooed because it means so much to me, especially because of like me being like gay and Miley and all of that. And then I have Unholy tattooed, which I showed her dad as well. And I was like, bitch, I fucking got this song tattooed and you never perform it live. Like, I can't believe you actually do this to us. And she started to laugh. And I'm like, no way. Like, you can't even like say anything about it. Like, at least comment and be like, no, I'll perform it live for you. No, like she literally just started to laugh. She was like, yeah, I did that. I have to get tattooed on me for live. And you can't give me one live performance. Literally. Like, hello, where is it at? Like, like that. Yeah. Like we give us back stuff <laughs> literally um i was so sad that the she is uh she is coming era didn't have any type of promo tour didn't have any type besides festivals it had festivals that first off were out of country which is yes amazing for out of the out of country fans or like the out of the states fans but um for the states fans we absolutely didn't get anything um besides the iHeartRadio music festival which i went to it was in las vegas of 2019 I went to it and I had such horrible seating and I paid like 300 bucks for my seats. My friends went on one iota and they got free seats to go to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. So, er, excuse me, that wine y'all is deadly. I love it. Um, They got free tickets from one iota and they ended up being front roll for Miley while I was all the way in the back and theirs was free and mine was paid for. So 
it was it was an experience but yeah miley's miley barely did anything for the she has come in um i said this multiple times and i was so sad about that because i personally thought that she is coming is like the closest thing that we were going to get to like a bangers 2.0 it was like bangers and dead pets mixed together which yes. i really loved especially um like catitude oh my god catitude is such a good song to work out to and nobody like it's so underrated yeah. yes yes uh, that whole ep okay drugs rule everything around me it deserved so much more i had my boyfriend listen to that and he goes this is because he's not like the biggest miley fan but he's like this is a good song and I'm like, yeah, nobody knows about it. Why? I don't know. Because it would have oh blown God. up on the top 40 chart. Yeah. I think it would have if she would have promoted it. Funny story about that song. I actually, that was my Instagram handle for most of my, so- well, that was my uh, social media handle for most of my social medias was drugs rule every ting because ding was already taken. So it was like T-I-N-G. Um, and all of my friends, whenever they're like, when we first met you, your username was like drugs rule everything. And I have to explain to them. It was, oh, well, Miley released this one song that just like really connected to me. And like, I just needed it as my username. So that I love that song so much. Drugs rule everything. Only part that like makes me laugh is when Ghostface Killers part comes on, like after the entire, the whole song, like the whole song goes on super chill. And then his part comes on. I'm like, what? Well, battle I hit next. <laughs> Next or backwards to repeat the song. And then once it gets to that part again, I skip it or rewind. Literally. Hello, can we put a petition for Miley to sing Mother's Daughter live again? Like, I mean, also, that did pretty well for her not promoting it. So why doesn't she, why doesn't she sing it at all? I'm hoping, because this, this last like festival run, she didn't even sing it. No. Oh, no. Which was surprising. Didn't. She didn't, but... I mean, her festival set list was, in my opinion, there was a couple of songs that I would have added or I would have removed. Um, but overall, I think she did do really well with the set list. However, my show in particular, she had a problem with, I, and I understand that it was because the crowd was so intense and like, I love it so much. Like, I love that energy, but the crowd was so intense that she kept putting the microphone to the crowd and she wasn't singing it herself. And my husband kept pointing it out. So I rewatched the videos and I was like, wait, I'm literally singing the whole seven things by myself. Like she does not sing one verse inside of that damn song. So it's like, I, like it was just super funny, but yeah, no, her festival set list. I hope she gives, I hope she does some sort of change. I don't think she's going to release anything in the next week before I, cause I'm, I'm going to the super bowl. Um, super no bowl way. You're just not telling us this. <laughs> yes. No, that's like also news is like, yeah. Um, her super, I know you guys was talking about it in the last, um, in the last episode, but I was, um, I was excited to say, yes, I'm really excited to go to her super bowl show. I was able to secure pit, which thank God I got up super early that day and secured pit. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. There's so many fans that I know that are literally flying in from absolutely everywhere just to come and see her which I'm like, I'm driving like two hours away. Cause like I said, I moved from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. So I'm going from Las Vegas to Los Angeles in the next couple of days. I'm going to spend Valentine's day out there because her show is on the 12th and Valentine's day is the 14th. So I'm like, okay, I'll be in LA for Valentine's day. No biggie. But um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for that. I hope she adds one or two songs different to the set list just to give us something that's like, okay, yes, for sure. But Miley hasn't performed in LA since 2017. And before that, it was 2015. So this is like a really, really big performance for like the LA Miley fans, which there's not many of us here. There's like two or three of us here, but like Miley. Play. 
Like it's like a it's like a home show in a way because like she she has like four houses out here like the bitch literally bought like four houses out here so it's kind of like a home show in a way it's not like a Tennessee show or like anything like that but I'm I'm really excited to see her finally back to where like it kind of all started Hollywood Los Angeles um, it's gonna be at the Crypto Theater or Crypto Center which is used to be the Staples Center which where Bangers Tour was at so. Yeah, we're getting we're getting some drawbacks. I'm kind of excited, really excited to see her. Boy, I'm jealous. Oh my! God. I please report back. Oh yeah, please. Oh my god, can I come back after I go to the show? Can I can I be a guest? <laughs> can I be well, a guest? Literally, even if it's just like a okay, spill what happened. Tell us. Oh, Tell us what happened. One small segment. I would love to have a small segment. Be like, okay, so this was the tea that happened. For Miley's show. Oh my God, y'all. I actually, I'm going to tell you guys now because I'm manifesting it. So I'm like hoping that all of Miley's fans manifest it with me as well. But I bought this flag that says, um, it's like Hannah Montana with a rainbow flag behind an American flag that says Hannah Montana for president. And I'm hoping that like she gets the joke and like she finds it funny enough to like grab it on stage. And I'm manifesting it so hard, but like, yeah, that's what I'm literally manifesting it. So everyone, please cross your fingers. I need it to happen. I will manifest for you. When I went to that summer fest, somebody brought that flag up and she grabbed it and like had it like this with her hand on, was it? No, it said, uh, did it say diet Coke on her shirt? It it said diet and then the bad word. Like, (laughs) like (laughs) it was diet. It's a a diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not funny. And then I'm like, what else did it say? Oh, just switch the fucking letters around a little bit. <laughs> I was like, okay, love it. And then she's didn't she, she literally just grab that out of the crowd and then took that flag and was just holding it up? Absolutely it iconic. Great. Okay, you have to give us your pick. If you okay. so guys, just the background, we're gonna start doing this segment. It's called our pick of the week, or we do this bi-weekly. So every bi-week, we will take our pick. Um, something that you recommend to people. So it can be a book, a show, a product, literally anything that you consume or you use. What would you recommend to someone? This bad boy is called Gold Fresh Couture. And the reason why I mentioned in this fragrance, it's not just any old fragrance, but the girl Miley Cyrus herself wears this fragrance and this was a secret that i found out from a friend of mine that shed like it was like look here a secret if you google the photos you could find it but um yeah this is her fragrance that she used before gucci flora gorgeous gardenia was released so i grabbed this immediately when i found out and this has been like my hidden gem i just recently started to talk about it because like i didn't want it to get too expensive or to like sell out so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna not talk about it No, I need to talk about it because this, it's like 45 bucks on Amazon, y'all. And the scent is so life-changing. It's honestly not, it's like not too sweet. It kind of has like a peppery, sexy, unique office scent. It's like very much businesswoman, very much on the go, not overly sweet. And that's kind of what I like the most about it. But yes, this would be my pick, not only because Miley wears it, but because it is such a fantastic fragrance for a fantastic price. And at the end of the day, it's Moschino, which is like one of Miley's favorite brands. And I actually met Jeremy Scott, um, which is the creator of Moschino at Miley's Dead Pets tour, which I was like, oh my God, can we please take a photo? I wish I still had the photo with him. But yeah, this would be my pick. What's yours? What's it called again? Uh, Moschino Gold Fresh Couture. 
God, that's the coolest patch- packaging I've ever seen. I know, right? Like, forget Billie Eilish. That's cool. Hello. <laughs> no, like, what is up with these? They're amazing. Like, literally stunning. Do you want to go next? Sure. <laughs> My pick is ramen. <laughs> I am on a ramen kick. Like, not top ramen. I don't want your 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 chicken ramen. I want like real ass ramen, which I finally had for the first time like two or three weeks ago. I was sick with the flu and all I wanted was soup. And I was like, ramen, that's what I'm going to get. And so I got like real ramen. And so then I was inspired to make it myself, which I made last night and Molly yes. had some and I'm just going to toot my horn. It was incredible. Good. <laughs> and it was so Bro. easy. And it's from this blog called The College Housewife, which I love amazing so just google shared a recipe hello yes it's just on the blog called the college housewife and it's called like easy healthy ramen oh yeah it was vegetarian (gasps) she even had like hard-boiled eggs in there but soft boiled -boiled eggs eggs. so yes that's the key and what you used to get the she had like carrot noodles and she had a spiralizer spiralizer oh my god bitch she's up here in the fucking kitchen i was like thanks mommy she's a whole ass chef like hello she watches um like cheese videos on youtube i come home and she's watching like how to make a good like charcuterie board yeah molly walked (laughs) on me watching a 45 minute video on how to cut every single cheese it's true i will i came in i spend my time girl i said do we need to go to the club (gasps) <gasps> do we need to go to the club <laughs> hello first off we do need to go to the club when we link up when we link up the like the whole miley fandom definitely will be shook because it'll be a moment to remember we're definitely going to do like miley night get drunk and have just like watch every hannah montana episode or literally listen to every miley cyrus song oh. out there um, oh my gosh this is like my dream night yes oh yeah no like i'm requesting that you guys come to las vegas and we'll just have one whole miley night like we'll club we'll party we'll go out to nice restaurants and dinner but before y'all leave we will do a whole entire miley night and just live our whole miley fantasies like absolutely Rest granted we're planning it now we're planning yes. it now you like jack harlow right love <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's upset. But this ain't no fucking Dixie chicks. Oh my god! Dixie chicks. Is that what he says? Yeah. When I heard that you were a Jack Harlow fan, I was like, okay, these girls really are to shit because hello. I'm in love. You saw him. Yeah. He's so good. I'm sorry, y'all. I seen him. I like. I've been a fan for a while, and then I seen him live on the Creme de la Creme, like the extended Los Angeles shows that he just did a couple of weeks ago. I have to pass away. Yes. Yeah. And his music, I'm sorry. Not only like he's cute or whatever, but like his music is so good. It's so catchy. Like I can get into it. I need to, I need to get into it. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Which she's getting Georgia cat now too. I'm just so late. I'm breaking. Here's the problem. Okay. I know this is my toxic trait. I am still so invested in the like 2010 pop culture times that I like refuse to move on to these <laughs> other like Billie Eilish. Like I don't, I'm not like the biggest fan of Billie Eilish. I'm slowly getting into that one also. Um, but Doja Cat, like I'm just not up to the times. I try to listen to The Weeknd. I like some of The Weeknd al- like albums, but I'm not like a super fan. I'm just so in that 2010 mindset. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, I it's bad. Like I still think like, Katy Perry, 
God bless her. But like, where's she at? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even the biggest Katy Perry fan, but Rihanna's having a baby. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, damn, I need to move but on. I, I completely understand. It's hard to, it's kind of hard to like follow all of these new artists that are going around. Me personally, I do like Doja Cat just because her album was like so intense. Like, uh, have you ever heard the song Alone? Oh my God. She has one song called Alone and it's like the slower song and she's talking about like, I'm not scared to be alone. And I'll, hello like it's definitely oh. like a bad girl anthem like you feel like a bad bitch that just like broke up with your mans when you listen to it like literally um but doja cat is good i totally recommend her but it is it's so fucking hard to listen to these new artists sometimes because I'm, I'm i'm here and i listen and i'm like okay i have no physical reaction to what this person is saying so like that that has to mean like i, I just don't like the song like that just that has to mean it like no, for real. And it's like, I'm so used to music moving me. So if it doesn't move me, I'm just like. I know. I'm so used to like Hannah Montana. Hello, her Hannah Montana Tree album, the Hannah Montana Tree, the song yes. hit different. Like, it don't want to be torn. Hello, every part of me, like every part of me and don't want to be torn. When I listen to that shit, I'm literally emo. Like. I'm all of a sudden like, <laughs> like all of a sudden I suddenly have bangs across my sudden, head. I'm like RAR XD. Literally RAR XD. Um, but no, That's how I, I feel I, about I the ice cream freeze. <laughs> yes, yes. Ice cream freeze was that girl though. I still never learned to dance. I did an ice cream freeze. I did not I just literally have it like in my brain like it's one of those songs that like you didn't mean to like memorize everything but you just did like it was literally on Disney Channel yeah yeah that was a good album or not High School Musical oh my god it's the wine speaking it's the wine don't worry it's a Moscato excuse me okay my pick of the week is your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy Cyrus if you have not listened to this so i'm i love sorry we're stoned with tish cyrus and brandy cyrus they haven't had an episode since like october i think because they're on a hiatus um but i love that and so what got me into listening to your favorite thing with wells who's from the bachelor yeah i don't watch the bachelor a lot but i know that um and brandy cyrus i got into them because i was missing sorry we're stoned and someone was like well why don't you just listen to this podcast and i'm like okay I have a long commute to work, so I I always listen to podcasts on the way to work. So I started listening to it, and I really like it. And that's what inspired this segment, because they just talk about their favorite things, the whole podcast. But something about people recommending me things, I, I really like that. I enjoy it. Right? Right? Okay. So, I want to get the name of this podcast, because I'm like, okay, let me get up all up in this. It's um. Let's see, let's see that phone case. Yes, I saw your, I, saw your, oh. I think it was TikTok. Hello. First off, it's from Slushy Cases. You can find them on Instagram, TikTok, or whatever. Um, we have the iconic Miley and Louis Vuitton case. Her holding the iconic Hannah Montana and Louis Vuitton bag. Um, obviously custom, not costume. And yeah, no, this is just iconic. They made me uh, another phone case of me and Miley, the photo that we took with each other more recently. Um, yeah. So cute. It was this photo of me and her it's my phone screen i'm like keeping it as my phone screen forever um but yeah no slushy cases they absolutely killed it shout out to them uh not a product placement they did not pay me or anything to mention this 
but truly the cases so far such good quality and really inexpensive like 15 bucks for a cute phone case you can't get mad at because i see wildflower charging like 45 dollars to like 60 dollars for a phone case and i'm like um no no so when i found out this was for 15 i was like yeah i'll take one like sure I'm so excited and so appreciative that you came on and you spent two hours of your night to sit and drink wine with us. <laughs> I actually didn't realize it's, I guess it's almost an hour and a half, whatever, whatever. Paul, oh, I've had so much fun with you. And we have never like, we've never finished wine this quick. So we were really nervous if you can't tell. Yeah, no, I- um, You can't tell how red my face is. It's from- Oh, let's finish her out. Yeah. Here, yeah. I'll yeah. act like I'm- yeah, she's about to get finished. Um, but no, don't never thank me. Absolutely thank to you guys. Like complete thanks to you guys fully because this was such a fun opportunity. Not only was it fun, but it was exciting. It was exhilarating. And you guys just made it so, so easy. And everything you guys did with sending me the link prior, kind of like explaining it down to me and even inviting me, like first off, just inviting me meant so much to me to be your first guest on the podcast, which hello, this podcast is going places. Like I know it's going places. I see it going places. So thank you guys. This is like amazing. I know that this is like a stepping stone in my career to be invited to a podcast and to like just talk and have a conversation. Like I watch podcasts all the time and like listen to them all the time. So this was amazing thank you guys so much for having me and i love both of you so 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 much thank you paul we love you let's get one last cheers for paul one last cheers okay i'm already done i'll act i got like a little droplet (laughs) 